Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to The Trader, a traitor's podcast. My name's Matthew and I'm a writer, reality competition TV fanatic and a 100% faithful. Promise. The Trader is a deep dive into each episode of Macbeth-level betrayal-laden TV show The Traitors. That was quite a mouthful. Beginning with the most recent US version of the show, streaming now on Peacock and BBC. Last episode, I played the Trader Traitor with you, and it's time to reveal my betrayal. Did you guess my lie? Well, when I spoke about Kate and Rachel's wardrobe insult match, I said that Kate mentioned her vest was based on one worn by Princess Diana. This was true. However, I said Princess Diana's version was blue, and that was a lie. It was red. Okay, that was a very nuanced lie but a lie nonetheless. Now, I've been lining up some fantastic guests for the next few episodes, including Amanda Clark from Traitors US on episode 8, but I have a guest like no other on today's episode who made me lose all professionalism and laugh hysterically from about 20 seconds in. Before I introduce them, it's time for TT News. In the last episode, I reported the issue of a traitor's soundtrack comprised of various pop songs featured on the show. However, even better, in my opinion, is that Studio Lambert and BBC released an album of the original score composed by incredibly talented musician Sam Watts, who you can follow at I underscore is underscore Sam on Instagram. The soundtrack includes 16 original instrumental pieces and was used in both the UK and US version of The Traitors. I definitely recommend downloading or streaming the album. It's ideal for a murder mystery night or maybe even for playing The Traitors card game. 
I also previously reported on an interview that Kate Chastain did, but since she's such a popular figure, Kate also did an interview with In The Know, an online video series by Yahoo, in which she discusses life after the traitors. In the interview, Kate says she didn't want to be a traitor at the time, but now looking back, the clues in the title because she reckons there's a huge advantage to being a traitor, something I'd have to agree with. She also says there were periods of downtime during filming, particularly when challenges were being set up and they weren't in the castle, where players were not allowed to discuss gameplay. Discussions about the game itself were encouraged the rest of the time while they were in the castle on camera. She also discusses her feelings about Rachel, saying Rachel reminded her of a kid in class who would raise their hand and ask for extra homework. The interview is really funny and engaging and you can watch it on the In The Know page on YouTube. So, to help me discuss today's episode, episode 7 of The Traitors US, as promised, I have a very special podcast guest. Let's meet them. My guest today is Lindsay Chisholm. Lindsay is a TV and movie super buff, a dog mum with the cutest dog Instagram ever, and more importantly, Lindsay is my best pal of 20 years. Hi Lindsay, welcome to The Trader. How are you? Hello! I'm good, how are you? <laughs> I'm very good now that I've heard you're like really enthusiastic, hello? Yes! <laughs> um, <laughs> Lindsay, can you explain how we first met? We met a long time ago working in a massive cinema chain and I remember being on shift with you and you saying that you wanted to see Mariah Carey and at the time I was like, oh, she's really good, you know, on 90 stuff, like really good, really happening and you asked me if you want, if I wanted to come. I underestimated how much and how big of a fan you were <laughs> but we went, we had fun, you got to meet her, I got to sit with a couple of strangers, it was totally awkward. But uh, yeah, so that was what, 20 years ago? Yeah, thanks for outing my Mariah Carey badge <laughs> on the podcast. Now, during our time at the cinema, the name mm-hmm. I have redacted for fear of legal repercussions, this isn't the first time we've spoken into microphones about film and TV. Ah. Lindsay, do you know what I'm referring to? Oh. Yeah, it was so cringy. We had to do film reviews, I think it was every Wednesday or something, and the films weren't out yet. We had to quickly go on the other website and get like a, a big like a shorthand story of what was going on. And we were rubbish, not going to lie. We were no, we terrible. Weren't. We were terrible. There was that one film, that, that scary film, because it dragged me to hell. I don't know what it was, but I kept going, oh, it's so gory, and it's like, it's really gory, and I just kept repeating that over and over again, because we hadn't seen the film, and we had to promote these films, and it was just, oh, so Yes, crazy. Lindsay and I had a spot on a local radio station, Central FM, I don't care about saying Central FM, I don't think they're going to sue us, where we quote-unquote reviewed the latest <laughs> film releases. Like Lindsay said, we hadn't actually seen any of the films. Our job was just to try and get people to come to the cinema. So talking on a podcast about a TV programme is actually nothing new for us at all. So Lindsay, how did you discover The Traitors? Well, I'm going to be honest here, Matthew, because you <laughs> pressurised me not. into watching this. No, we were actually we were watching Gogglebox. 
and it came up on Gogglebox and you were like, oh, that looks really good. Then you started watching it and that's all we spoke about non-stop. And I thought, right, okay, I'm going to give one episode a bash, see how I got on with it. If I enjoy it, I'll keep watching it. Watched the whole series in two days because I absolutely binged it. It was the UK one was amazing. Really, really good. And then moved on to the American one. Lindsay, if you were on the traitors, would you want to play as a faithful or a traitor in the game? I'd like to say traitor, but you know me very well and you know that all my emotions are on my face. <laughs> I can't really tell lies. I'm so bad at lying. So I'd probably be a faithful, although I'd want to be a traitor. Okay. Uh, I'm, I think I'm the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Lindsay, I'm going to ask you something I ask all of my guests. What is your biggest betrayal? <laughs> And that could be the biggest, best, worst or funniest lie you ever told. So as a teenager, teenage girl, you know, you've got these crushes on boys. You want to impress the boys. You want to show the boys you've got mad skills. So me and one of my good friends, Claire, at the time, we really, really fancied. Well, I fancied a boy called Alan. She fancied a boy called Gary. And we decided Shout to get out to over. Alan and Gary. Yep, yep. We... <laughs> Asked them to come to my sister's house. I don't even know why we went to my sister's house. But we decided to play the Ouija board. And I know that can be controversial, but we were kids. So playing the Ouija board, and I really fancied Alan, and I was like trying to be cool, and like, (laughs) yeah, I'm in tune with the spirits, and I can talk to the spirits. But I'd actually secretly arranged for my sister to like make banging noises because he, well, they, they didn't know that she'd be in at that point. So mm-hmm. she came in from work really quietly and she was, she was making, like, she was banging stuff. And she was banging the, the bedroom door that was adjacent to the kitchen. She banged the wall so hard that the ironing board fell. <laughs> and the boys screamed, high-pitched, high-pitched screamed. And Claire, Claire was kind of in on the joke, so she was kind of having a little, a little giggle to herself. But yeah, I, I scared two boys with the Ouija board. And I know to this day that Alan is like, nope, I'm not doing it, I'm not touching it, I'm not going anywhere near it. So I scared them off. Which and is fun. So you got away with your lie? You you Absolutely. successfully betrayed them? Absolutely. Well... It was, it was more funny getting the boys screaming and being scared of an iron board falling than to be like, um, I'm really sorry, but my sister actually done that. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be cool anymore, so I got away with it. Okay. Well, Lindsay, those uh, betrayal skills might come in handy because we are going to play the Trader Traitor. Our goal throughout the episode from here on in is to tell one lie to one another. The lie has to be a fabrication or a made-up fact. It can't be a fake opinion, like saying you love Kate when actually you find her to be unbearable. At the end of the episode, we each have to put our traitor hunting skills to the test and decide what we thought the other person's lie was. Does that sound good? That sounds really good. However, we have been besties for 20 years. So it's going to be difficult. It's, it's going to be a challenge, yes. Yes, yes. We'll, we'll see how, how good a liar we can both be. Believe and achieve. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you say it. Have you not heard me saying this before? <laughs> Believe no. and achieve when I'm at work to all my workmates and they're like, yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. Now, unlike our cinema reviews on Central FM, <laughs> Lindsay and I have actually seen episode 7 of The Traitors US, so it's time to talk about it. <laughs> episode 
episode seven begins in kind of a strange place because we ended episode six on a cliffhanger when it looked like Sari was possibly about to turn on Cody. So episode seven begins there. The discussion around the table continues and Sari doesn't say Cody's name when she's asked who she thinks is a traitor. She gives a sort of vague response that she's voting according to who she trusts and thinks is faithful. But I think it's pretty obvious that she's about to turn on Cody come voting. And I noticed that I could already see that the runtime of this episode was one of the longer ones. So I, mm-hmm. I knew something pretty exciting was on its way. So the voting begins. Sari turns on Cody. Christian turns on Cody. And we end up with Rachel getting three votes, Cody getting seven votes, and Kate getting one vote. So we realise that the players have been successful for the first time and they've found a traitor. Lindsay, what what did you think of this? Were you... I mean, are you happy that they've found a traitor or are you annoyed that they found a traitor? No, I'm happy. Okay. I kind of feel that he was kind of shooting himself in the foot because he was absolutely crumbling, I felt. Yeah. And it was pretty obvious. So I think if I was in the traitor's positions, I would have done the exact same thing. But... Did you see his face? He was fuming. Yeah. <laughs> he was so angry. Yeah. But, I mean, Christian's his bro, so he understands that. But Christian enjoyed that as well. But he was, he was, he was angry. Yeah. You could see the betrayal. Yeah, and when he when he has to reveal that he, when he has to stand in the circle of truth and reveal that he is a traitor, mm-hmm. he got really emotional about it, and everyone mm-hmm. was hugging him. It seemed like he was kind of glad to get it over and done yeah. with. Like he had been yeah. really struggling. Absolutely. I, I thought Christian did a terrible job of acting upset. But then I think Christian's done a terrible job of acting most of the time, yet he's still here. So who knows? Maybe what I I think is bad acting, everybody else thinks is really good acting. No, it's bad acting. I don't know how he's still there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But they've obviously got another focus. So they've they've got Kate. Yes. She's a traitor. But then do you want to get rid of Kate because she's also TV gold? Exactly. Cody has his interview after he's banished and he mm. comments that Surrey is playing a perfect game and he kind of accepts that his fellow traitors turned on him. Like, he seems to understand that's how the game goes. And Cody's been on Big Brother before, so he he, he kind of gets reality TV and that there's going to be mm. an element of gameplay. So I think he's all right with that. Alan reminds us that we still have a murder to come, so the tension of this episode isn't over yet. Stephanie points out that Kate and Shelby both voted the same way as Cody, and so that makes them look a bit suspicious. Like you said, mm-hmm. maybe Kate's going to be the next the next suspect. After the round table, there's some discussion amongst the traitors, and they have to think about who they want to murder next. They decide that they're actually going to take a bit of a risk with their murder, because they know someone has a shield, either Ari or Angelica or Rachel so they might choose one of them and it might not work, but they decide they're just going to go for it. They don't want to murder Kate because, like you said, she's really good for keeping around because mm-hmm. she's going to take a lot of suspicion off of them. Mm-hmm. And we're left wondering who they're going to murder and we move on to breakfast. So at breakfast, Ari begins to theorise and he realises it would be really risky for the traitors to pick Rachel or Angelica because they don't know if they have a shield. And he Mm -hmm. thinks surely they're going to murder Kate then because Kate didn't get into the armory because she completely sabotaged the barrel task. (laughs) 
And if Kate isn't murdered, she he rec Ari reckons that she's probably a traitor because she's not going to murder herself. At that point, Ari also reveals that he has the shield, and when he says that, Christian and Sri now know that their victim won't arrive and that they've been successful. So as everybody arrives for breakfast, Rachel is the last person to walk in, and it becomes obvious Angelica's gone. We have a flashback to Christian and Sari deciding to save Rachel because they think she's really good in challenges and also, kind of like Kate, she's quite a good suspect for other people, so it'd be handy to keep her around. And they and think she's also good for the money as well. Yeah. They also say that Angelica was a bit too easily swayed by others, and so if someone else started to suspect them, Angelica might also easily turn on them, so they decided to murder her. Cut to <laughs> Angelica crying. If Angelica wasn't crying, I'd be shocked. She, I think Angelica's cried in every episode so far. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's kind of her thing. Were She's you a fan of Angelica? Like, no. That was, quite, feel... that was brutal. Well, I've got my favourites. I really like Rachel and I really like Andy. They're, they're okay. my two favourites. Okay. But I kind of felt that she was a bit of a weak link. So when she went, I was like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> so you were on the traitor side. Goodbye, Angelica. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a couple of points I want to quickly make. The breakfast spread. Yes. Amazing. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. And also Kate's face when she walks into the breakfast room. She, I think she, she's coming across as an, oh, just vote me out. I'm a traitor. Da, 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 I don't want to be here. But I think she secretly wants to be there. Okay. Because her face was like complete thunder when she came in. And then she sat down and then you've got Rachel coming in and she actually turns her back towards Rachel. Yeah. To listen to everybody else as well. She's like a sassy queen. I think you're right that she kind of secretly does want to stay around. She just gave an interview to Vulture magazine and Mm -hmm. she said that one of the reasons she wanted to stay is because she'd packed so many cute outfits and she wanted to show them off. So she Mm -hmm. hadn't sort of displayed her whole wardrobe yet. So that was Mm -hmm. one of the reasons why she stuck it out. (laughs) I also realised at this point, by the way, that all three traitors' names start with a C. That's weird. Christian, Cody, Sari. Do you think that was deliberate? Yeah, I think it was. <gasps> I was kidding. Do you actually think it's deliberate? No, no. No, you were kidding I was too. I going to come away with you. Alan's probably <laughs> been like, oh, it's going to be easier if I remember the three C's. But then you cut me off. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of Alan, he entered the breakfast room and Alan is just sort of classic Alan. Um, he at one point says to the contestants, the battle is won, but the war is far from over. And he rolls his R like a machine gun um, in a way that I've never heard before. It's amazing. He also toys with Kate and he's telling the players that they have to seize the day. And he says, right, Kate. I think he knows that she's really good TV, so he wants to interact oh, with her absolutely. as much as possible. Absolutely. What do you think of Alan, Lindsay? Are you a fan? <sighs> See this? Dollars. <laughs> Annoys me so much. And I kind of feel, I don't know if it's because it's a bunch of American accents we're hearing and it's just the Scottish accent kind of sticks out a wee bit more, but mm-hmm. he is pronouncing everything like traitor. He is. Well, like so, but I suppose it's theatrical. He's a theatrical actor, so. He is. But some of his outfits are like on point. Some I'm loving crazy, his outfits. But I'm loving his outfits. Me too. Yes. Now, after breakfast, we start to hear some of the discussions around the house, and Shelby seems like really withdrawn and quite isolated. She talks about missing her daughter, and she starts to talk about kind of why she's here, and she says that she's gone through a divorce, and she really 
needs like financial support. And I reckon we've not seen a lot of that this series. We've not seen lots of kind of backstories about why people are here and why they want the money. I felt mm-hmm. like that on the, the UK version and the Australian version, there's a lot more of that. People talking about what they would be using the money for. I wonder if that's because there are lots of celebrities in this series and yeah. maybe it would feel a bit disingenuous if they started talking about how much money they needed. So I don't know mm-hmm. if they've just av- avoided showing us that. You also might get the, the thing of if the celebrities aren't, but the, the kind of non-celebs are, the celebrities might get ganged up on because they shouldn't really be there anyway. They don't deserve to win the money or whatever. Like it yeah. might be a bit of like animosity towards the celebs. Yeah. I talked about that in episode one with my guest Sanjay. We talked about whether or not that might come into play throughout the series, that the non-celebrities might resent the celebrities uh, and they might talk about, you know, do they really need this money more than we do? So Mm -hmm. I've not seen much of that so far, but maybe as the series goes on, people will start to talk about that. Yep. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. After this, we move on to the mission for this episode, and it's a sort of ghost hunting mission. And this is the first one that is, for people who've seen the UK version, this is the first mission that differs from the UK series. Lindsay, do you know what mission in the UK series they missed out for the American one? No. It's the most British thing ever. It was the sheep herding task. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The sort of... Which was also a kind of a memory game in a way, I guess. Mm -hmm. So maybe that ties them together. So is this one. So is this task. Yeah, uh that's what I mean. But to be fair, see, uh, when when I was watching the wheelbarrow one, you can see the difference between the British people and the American people <laughs> because the British people are straight in there in the mud, getting and getting like mucky, putting it all in it. But there's a few of the of the American guys that were just like, nope, Kate, funny, funny. Yeah, Kate... I don't get I, I don't get my boots mucky for no one, chucking the money away, can't be bothered. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's and just funny came... seeing two different like cultures kind of. How they how they take it serious and how they kind of get stuck in. Yeah, definitely. And that uh, Kate's attitude sort of continues in this one. Uh, mm-hmm. these, the players split into groups for this this ghost hunting memory game. In group one, we have Kate, Steph, and Shelby. Kate still couldn't give a shit about this. Uninterested. Yeah, uninterested. <laughs> they get one item correct. Group two is Sari, Andy, and Rachel. Uh, this is one of the points in the programme where Alan starts making his daft comments about this weird Fergus character mm-hmm. and Fergus wasn't a thing in, in the UK version. Now I mm. talked to my guest Andy on this during episode 3. Lindsay, do you remember the Crystal Maze? Yes. And in the Crystal Maze Richard O'Brien, the host, would run around with the players doing their missions and he had 
this there was an actress that would, there was playing his mum and he called her mumsy. Does this mean anything to you? No. Nah, I think okay. I've blocked this in my memory as well. Okay, I'll move swiftly on. So group two, don't get any items right. Uh, group three is Ari, Quentin and Christian. They get one item correct that they've noticed has changed when the lights go out. And by the end of the mission, it's it's the poorest mission so far in terms of money. They only mm-hmm. raise $2,000, which takes the total to $133,800. Lindsay, what would you do if you won $133,800? Well, I would like to buy a plot of land. Mm-hmm. I would like to make it secure. And I would just have loads of dogs and the dogs can run about and have fun and play. So kind of like a doggy daycare. Okay, I'm waiting for the correct answer. What's, oh, sorry. I split it with you. Thank you. Now, the fastest team <laughs> to find a prize, because two of the groups both got one item correct. So Alan tells them that it'll be the fastest team that would win the armory pass. And it turns out it's the boys team. And Christian has to pretend that he's really excited about potentially getting a shield, mm-hmm. even though he obviously can't be murdered. We then move on to the armory. Christian, Quentin, Annie, they get to go in one by one. I wonder why the armory only appears in the programme after sort of five or six episodes, because it was the same in the UK version. Do you think they should have it right from the beginning, or do you like no. that it only comes in halfway through? I like that it comes in halfway through. I think if it comes in from the beginning, it's a, it's a bit rubbish. Because you've got more players to decide from. But as the game's going on, it's getting harder and harder because they've got the bonds with these people. They're making friends with these people. Nah, this coming in at the right time, I feel. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, In the Australian version, there's just no shield at all. It's just not part of it. So after the boys enter the armory, Ari finds the shield for the second time in a row. Shield King! (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Shield King. Okay, from now on in, I'm going to find all of my references to Ari and change it to Shield King. Yep. Now, there are more discussions around the house. Shelby knows at this point that she's become a suspect because she's been so quiet and she gets the impression that people are talking about her. She wants to turn Surrey onto Stephanie as a possible traitor. Shelby also acknowledges when she's with Kate that people aren't going to vote for their friends and therefore she knows probably Suri won't get banished because Suri's really popular. Mm-hmm. But there start to be whispers and it seems to originate from Stephanie. Stephanie talks about how Suri was apparently upset that she wasn't a traitor because she mm-hmm. came into the game wanting to be a traitor. So Stephanie's telling everybody about this and that gives the viewer the impression that maybe Ceri's going to be mentioned at the round table and this could be a bit of a problem. Mm-hmm. Now, at the round table, Ceri begins by convincingly saying she's annoyed about Stephanie's rumours. And it seems like Stephanie has shot herself in the foot a little bit here. Rachel and Ari then come for Shelby. Ari claims Shelby's really changed from the start. He says that she was really confident at the beginning, but now she's become quiet and they think maybe that's because she's a traitor and she's keeping all these different secrets. Kate mm-hmm. implies she just wants everyone to vote for her because she wants to save Shelby. Yep. Christian votes for Shelby when the voting begins and he starts to cry. And he... Did you also see that Kate voted for herself but then rubbed it out? Oh, I didn't notice that. Uh-huh, she okay. did. So I think she's voted for herself and Alan's been like, no, it's not how it works, honey. And then well, she's the, done another vote. Yeah, there was a previous mm-hmm. episode where I thought Christian was going to vote for himself because he looked like he was having such a meltdown, but he didn't. 
<laughs> yeah, I want. I sometimes wonder if they're allowed to do that. Mm. So Christian ends up writing down Shelby's name and he turns it over and he gets really upset and he starts to tell her that she's a strong, fierce, beautiful woman. Is it bad acting or do you think he's crying because he feels so guilty? There were no tears. <gasps> there was fake crying, but there was absolutely no tears. Okay. I went back and rewatched it and I thought, you're not even crying. You're mimicking the eyes. You're mimicking that you're stressed out. and you, I can't believe this is happening. But there was no tears. So you've called out Christian. Yeah, oh, absolutely, hundred okay. percent. You, well, you've said it. It's out there. Sari also votes for Shelby, and she says in her it cuts to her interview, and she says she can't risk not voting with the group. So she feels really bad about voting for Shelby, but she can't not vote for her because then she'll look different to everybody else, and that would draw attention to her. It's kind of like in the last episode when they voted out Cody, Sari and Christian felt like they, they had to vote for Cody, otherwise they would stand out from everybody else. So it's kind of happening yeah. again here. I also wonder, are the players told not to speak during the voting? Because it seems like at once they start turning over their slates, no one ever really defends themselves. Like They sort of just take it as it comes. No one, no one like argues back. Yeah. So I wonder if they're told at this point, well, don't talk told- anymore when they go into the, the, the room that they can kind of debate and ha- like kind of hash out what's, what's, what's what they can defend themselves or whatever so I think it's like it's probably for TV time of this is the guys everybody's talking they're defending themselves they're not the traitor they are the traitor and then it cuts down to the names and I think it's just for quickness so you've got so you can kind of separate the two of them because if you were to have somebody going on and on and on you are the traitor it would, it would take forever and it, the suspense wouldn't really be there yeah that's true I think this is something I might ask Amanda about. So Amanda is going to be a special guest on the Tradar very soon. And I've had some questions come in on Instagram and Facebook already, but maybe that's another one that I should add to the list. So after the voting takes place, it's pretty clear what's happening. Rachel has one vote, Stephanie has one vote, and Shelby has seven. So Shelby has been banished. She stands in the circle of truth and reveals a real job And she starts to talk about how actually she works in PR and she's been in meetings with government officials and millionaires Mm -hmm. and that she's not a kindergarten teacher at all. I think when she starts to do that, the others think that maybe she's a traitor and they've caught her. But then she reveals that actually she's a faithful. So she's done the right thing there because she's came in thinking they're going to vote me out knowing my job. So she's kind of played it safe a wee bit. Yeah. So the group is in shock that she's a faithful. They look like, I think more than any other episode before now, they all look like they really feel terrible. They feel really Mm -hmm. guilty about it. I think maybe because they know why she wanted the money and that she was really struggling and they've just taken that away from her. It's really kind of hitting home with them all. Rachel immediately says, I feel really bad. And about 10 seconds later then says, we should have voted out Kate. So the yeah. rival, the Rachel-Kate rivalry is alive and well. We love yeah. to see it. Stephanie also announces at the table while they're still there that now she knows Surrey is a faithful. She says the game's been designed to turn you on your friends. And that's really good for Surrey because it makes mm-hmm. her look like she's trustworthy, that you know nobody should have doubted her at all. Yep. I don't really know why because nothing really... She's kind of come across right from the start of, I'm somebody you can talk to, I'm somebody you can trust, mm-hmm. like I'm an ally type thing. She's kind of like a, a, a mother figure for the group, I kind of think. Yeah, definitely. So they all want to be in her good graces, they all want to be a friend, they all want to have her as an ally. 
So she's in a really good position. She is. So she's yeah, she's completely fooling them. It's working really yeah. well. Yeah. After the round table, there are more discussions and the mood is still like really low after Shelby's banishment. They're sitting outside, some of them. Christian says, I feel horrible. Kate says, well, you sent home a single mother. So, yeah. <laughs> so she gets straight to the point. Yeah. She also refers to the fact that there's cliques in the house and she thinks it's basically become a popularity contest. What do you think about that? Do you think she's right? No. Oh, when I was okay. watching it, I thought, she, she purposely doesn't really get involved, though. So... If you're out with a lot of people and you're wanting to get to know the people that you're with and there's somebody that's actively not getting involved and somebody who doesn't want to be there, doesn't participate well in the tasks, is kind of starting arguments with other people, she's kind of put herself in that position. Yeah, I guess you're right. She's Yeah, she's talking about there being cliques as if she's been isolated by others, but she's, but not. she's isolated she's not. herself, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The episode soon comes to a close with the traitors meeting, well, the only two traitors who are left. They start discussing who not to murder. They don't want to murder Kate or Rachel because mm -hmm. they are such great suspects for everybody else to take attention away. And then for the second episode in a row, Alan knocks on the door and he's here to tell them that they have the chance to recruit a new traitor. And that's where the episode ends. Do, do, do. Yeah. Overall thoughts then, Lindsay, what did you think of this episode? I liked it. When I first started watching the American one, as you said at the start, it's, and it's set in the same place, set in the same castle, it's the same kind of tasks, and I thought, oh, this is going to be really boring, it's just going to be the same thing over and over again. But every episode, I think, is really good. I really, okay. I want to not like Kate, but I like Kate. Uh, she's, she's TV gold, as I said. Now, although you know what's coming next because you've watched mm -hmm. the whole season mm -hmm. and we won't give any spoilers away. If you were in Surrey and Christian's position and Alan offered you the choice of recruiting someone else, have you got any options? Who do you think your mind would go straight to? Who would be a good recruit? Kate would be too obvious and I think Quentin would be quite good. He's got a strong head on his shoulders. He's very focused. I think he would be quite good. He would be, because he's quite like Siri and that he's really friendly. Mm -hmm. So I think everybody trusts Quentin. So yep. that would actually make him an ideal traitor. Yeah. Yep. Now, you've mentioned that you like Andy, you like Rachel. Any mm -hmm. other favourite players so far? Well, Kate's grown on me. Okay. At, at the start, I thought, no, she, she's actually going to do my head in. But <laughs> she, she's really funny. Like... If I was if I was a faithful and I was playing with all those games that I would get actually frustrated with her. Yeah. Because she's not participating, because she's chucking money away left, right and centre. But as a viewer, it's fantastic. And I think I'm quite I'm quite glad she's still in it. Yeah. If she'd left towards the start, I think it would have been quite a dull programme. Totally agree. Now before we move on to our trader trader reveal, Lindsay, where can we find you on Instagram? Tell us about the your dog's page on Instagram. So my dogs have got an Instagram page and it's at Arlo, Rukia and Zuko, all one word. Um, I'm pretty sure you follow them. So if somebody oh, yes. doesn't know how to spell Rukia or Zuko, they're there. That's my babies. I have a Doberman and two Whippets. 
And I've got my personal page as well, which is at Chisarella, where you'll find lots and lots of pictures of trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like nature-tastic. Yeah. It's very soothing. I love a tree. And yeah, you've got nice tree pictures. You have an, mm-hmm. an eye for trees. Well, when I go out with the dogs, we go out for quite a long time and we like to explore new places and stuff. Yeah. So my phone has to be charged every single time. So I love I how the dog picture. started barking at that exact moment. Yep. Yep. But I'm keeping that in. Yep, they can hear me talking okay. about them, that's why. Now it's time for our trader traitor reveal. Ah. Lindsay, I told you a lie in the past you half did. hour or so. Did you, you tell did. me a lie? Uh, I never told you a lie, no. I know what you've told me as a lie. Mm-hmm. Is that your lie, that you didn't tell me a lie? Yeah. What? Yeah. That's the lie that I didn't tell you a lie. <laughs> was that Was that the lie? Yes. So did I win that I got your lie? No. <laughs> you will never win. So you told me. I will always win. <laughs> oh, wait, you told, you told a lie earlier and then you told a lie and the lie was that you didn't tell a lie? Yes. Was it a lie that you told earlier on? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was a lie that you told earlier on. Okay. I'm going to let you guess my lie. What do you think my lie was? So your lie was uh, Kate speaking to, was it Vulture magazine? Uh Uh-huh, I did say that. That was a lie. That was not a lie. (gasps) I reported that in a previous episode of The Trader. That is absolutely true. What did you lie about then? My lie was, right, it was quite a niche lie, but that's in the Mm -hmm. rules. I'm allowed to tell Mm -hmm. a very small lie. My lie was that in the Australia Traitor's they don't have shields and oh. armory, and actually they do. So oh I feel you. Like, you feel like, oh, oh, I don't even know what to do with you now. Yeah. I'm disowning you. I'm sorry. I was like, oh, okay, that might be quite interesting because I've only watched episode one of that. That might be quite interesting. There you go. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. No. Well, thanks for that, Lindsay. Did you lie about Kate writing her own name down and then rubbing it out? No. What? That was the truth. <laughs> was that the truth? Yeah, 100%. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Right, in that case, did you actually tell me another lie? I didn't tell you another lie, no. I was actually enjoying the episode that much <laughs> and getting kind of <laughs> thinking about it and getting quite indulged in it and stuff that I forgot. And you should know that's me. You should know. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you still did tell me a lie because uh, when I asked, <laughs> I love did you tell me a lie? And you <laughs> said, no, actually, that was the truth. <laughs> yeah, so I won the game then, right? So I've just done what everybody in the Traitors does, where I just convince myself that you're lying to me, even though you were actually telling me the truth the whole time. Yep. Wow. I've, so does that I've, make me a traitor, a good traitor then? No, it makes you a, a good faithful and yes. um, a bad faithful. That's what it makes me. Yeah. I've been played by my own game. You've asked so many questions in all these other episodes that you had to, you had to somebody had to play your own game. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of The Trader. What a treat. You are welcome. Have you had a nice time? Yeah, it's been good. It's been fun. Excellent. I will talk to you soon. In fact, I'll probably talk to you in about 20 seconds. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Trader. Lindsay's Instagram details are in the episode notes on your podcast platform. So give her a follow, even send her a nice message. You can also stay in touch with me and take part in podcast polls and questions on Instagram at the Trader Podcast, 
on Twitter at the Tradar Pod, or you can email me at the Podcast at gmail.com. In episode eight, I'll be speaking to Amanda Clark, Traders US contestant, and I already have several questions you've submitted on social media, so thank you for that, and listen out next time to hear Amanda's answers. Until then, stay faithful. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.